Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. I dare you to tell one or two neighbors, say, this is a move. Yeah, 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 something shifted in my life. This is a move. I heard the Holy Spirit say the same thing in, in first service, and he said to me just a moment ago, he said, tell my people, those that will hear me, say, tell my people, this battle is just about over. There's some of you, you've been in warfare, but I hear the Lord say this battle is just about over. You're about to close the door on the last season and open the door into a new season. This, this battle is just about over. God said, I'm going to move it out of the way. I'm going to move the resistance. I'm going to move the trouble. I'm going to move the problem. This is a move. And I hear the Lord say, don't wait till you see it. Praise me right now for it. Praise me because my word is yes and amen. Praise me because I cannot lie. This is a move. Jesus. Well, I came today to provoke you. Anybody ready to be provoked into your purpose? Stand for the reading of God's word to say I'm excited about being back home is an understatement. We're going to Leviticus chapter 23, and I'm going to preach revolving around Rosh Hashanah. We're actually in the 10 days of all right now. We're celebrating the Jewish New Year. So just look around and tell two or three people, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. On God's calendar, it's the new year. Who's ready for a victorious next 12 months? Come on, make a little bit of noise if you're ready for that. In this season, this is called the Feast of the Trumpets, and it begins on Rosh Hashanah. And right now, we're in the 10 days of all. Last Sunday represented the beginning of sun at sundown of Rosh Hashanah, and we've been in this 10-day season. So I'm going to preach to you from Leviticus chapter 23. The Bible says in verse 23, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Calvary, I mean Israel. Come on saying, how many of you know the word is for you? Amen. It says, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall make an offering or offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. This is describing Rosh Hashanah. Then look at Job twenty-two twenty-eight. It says here, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. You will declare a thing. Now, we are walking out of 5779, and we're walking into 5780. 5780 on the Hebrew calendar, I'm going to teach this over the next few minutes. It begins the decade of declaration. If you understand the word 80, in, in the Hebrew, the word 80 is the word pay, and pay means mouth. And the Lord said, this is the time to decree things. This is the time to see things that you declare. How many of you are ready to speak to your children and see them delivered? Speak to your issue. Talk, talk until you see it manifest. We're going deep today. Are you ready? Slip up your hands. Father, release anointing in this house that I might teach and your people might 
might receive. We celebrate you in the beginning of this new Jewish year in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a great big praise. Come on. I'm going to talk about the decade of declaration. You can be seated. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. Happy Jewish near, Jewish New Year to each and every one of you. Happy Rosh Hashanah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the new. Is anybody ready for the new in your life? Are you ready to see God do the new? I'm ready to go where I've never been. I'm ready to see what I've never seen. I'm ready to do what I've never done. And in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I'm here on assignment to tell you that God is unlocking a new thing for you in the next season. And I, I believe yet again that I'm standing here on assignment not to just talk to you, but to talk about you. I want to talk about the victory that you're going to step in. I'm going to talk about the new anointing that you're going to step in, the new season that you're going to step in. Is there anybody that is a candidate for God to do a new thing in your life? Make a little noise if that's you. I'm here today to speak prophetically to you in this season. Now, as I said, we are in this season called the 10 days of all. Last Sunday, the Jews celebrated something called Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Now, we operate on the Gregorian calendar. That means we're moving into 2020. We're in the last quarter of 2019. We're moving into 2020. The Lord already spoke to me that that. 2020 is going to be a year of manifested vision. In other words, you're not just going to talk vision, you're going to see things come to pass. And I got about three people excited about it. Who's ready to manifest whatever God wants you to manifest in the earth? It's going to be a shifting time for you, but we're in the fourth quarter. Now, if you watch football, you know that champions are made in the fourth quarter. You know that you can lose all three quarters and win the last quarter and win the whole game. How many of you are ready to have a victorious fourth quarter with Pastor? Anybody ready? Now, we're in the year 2019, and, and the Hebrew year is actually 5780. We moved from the sevens and into the eighties. Now, if you know anything about the Hebrew language, as I've taught it over the years, bring it up, guys. Hebrew language is hieroglyphic, 5780, 5779. Hieroglyphic means this. It means that their language looks like something, that their, their, their written language is actually pictures of something. Hebrew scholars and rabbis believe that their language was given to them by the Lord. And they believe that the Lord speaks even through their language. Now, their language is hieroglyphic, their written language, but it's also alphanumeric. What does that mean? It means that their, their letters and their numbers are interchangeable. We have one set of symbols for letters and another set of symbols for numbers. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then we have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hang with me. I know we're going deep. But their, their letters and numbers are alphanumeric. That means for their letters have numeric assignments. But understand that their written language, it is actually hieroglyphic. That means their letters and their numbers look like something. Now we're leaving the year 5779. Jewish people read from right to left, not left to right. So it's not, not 9770. 
75. It's 5779. We've been in the decade of the sevens. And you see the seven up there. That is the Hebrew letter number Ayan. And Ayan actually means eyes. It means to see. So here we are in this decade of seeing. And you can see at the top of, of the number seven, you see two eyes kind of slanted to the side there. And you can see that those are the two eyes. So we've been in the decade of seeing. But now we're moving into 5780. Now 80 is actually just one letter or one number. And this is the this is the letter or the number pay. And what you see here is the side view of a man and this is his mouth. So a pay is called the mouth. It means to speak. It means to declare. It means to breathe. So we're moving into the year 5780. Do you see the side view of a man here? And this would be his mouth. So we're moving into the decade of declaration. We're moving into the time of speaking. Hebrew rabbis and Hebrew scholars believe that this is the time to call those things that be not as though they are. This is the time to open up your pay. Your pay is the letter is the letter A is the letter pay. It's it's the number 80. It means to open up your mouth. This is the time to open up your mouth and to begin to declare the things of the Lord. Proverbs 6 2 says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. Mouth. How often do we speak negatively about our own selves and our own seasons and speak negatively over people and we wind up entrapping ourselves? Several years ago, I heard a, a message called the victory of the blessing. I was a lot younger and I heard a great preacher preach it and he talked about how there is power in how, what you say. There is power in what you decree. There is power in what you declare. And he, it moved me so into intensely that I was in my 30s. My children were small. I sat down with my children and I wept and cried and I began to bless my children. I cried over them. I blessed their future. I declared that they would be mighty for the Lord, that they'll never know rebellion, that they will serve the Lord with all their soul, all their might and all their strength. I blessed them to have healthy bodies. I blessed them to walk forward and walk into, fru and walk into their future and bring into fruition everything that God had promised him. I was weeping. You remember that afternoon, Dawn? I sat Dawn in my lap and I blessed her and I blessed my family because I believe that as much as we can, can be snared by the words of our mouth, we can find victory and freedom by the words of our mouth. The Bible said death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The Bible said that death and life, death and life, if you speak death, you're going to see death. But if you speak life, you're going to see life. How many people have had death spoken over them and doubt and negativity spoken over them? And maybe it happened when they were children and today they are still operating underneath that curse. But the Bible says in the book of Job that you will decree a thing and it will be established. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this is the time to break the negativity off of you, to break the fear off of you, to break the doubt off of you. Somebody may have whispered over you and said you'll never amount to anything, you'll never make it, you'll never accomplish anything, but I stopped by to reverse the curse, to speak over you the blessing and the favor 
favor of the Lord. We are entering into this decade of declaration and we're not moving into it with fear, doubt. We're not moving into it with trepidation. We're not moving into it with anxiety. But we are stepping into the next season knowing that the Lord is on our side and if God be for us, who can be against us? And we're going to speak life over our life and over our children, over our purpose. If you're ready to speak life, I want you to give God a praise right now. Huh. The Bible says that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of the things which do not appear. In other words, God spoke and it was. He spoke. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he spoke. He spoke to light, and light became. He spoke it. He decreed it, and he declared it, and it became. And we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. We are made in his image. And so God said, I'm not going to make you in my image and not give you the power to do what I can do. God is sovereign. He speaks it. He decrees it, and he declares it. And I know there's some people say, Pastor, you're going too far. I'm just telling you what the book says. The book said you will decree it and it will be established. Baby, we're going to get in a season where we're going to speak God's word. We're going to speak God's plan. We're going to speak God's promise. We're going to declare it over our children. You're going to declare it over your lost loved ones. Hallelujah. You're going to declare it over your situation. You're going to declare it over your money and it shall be established. Now watch this. We're in the 10 days of all right now. So last Sunday represented Yom Kippur. So it's the Jewish New Year. And right now the Jews are in something called the 10 days of all. We will go all the way in to Wednesday night at sundown. Because we're starting October 7th and 8th is going to be something called Yom Kippur. Now Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. It's the Jews' highest and holiest day. It's the day that represents when the priest went behind the veil in the Holy of Holies and he sprinkled blood over the mercy seat. It was that day of power where Jews knew the forgiveness and the covering of Jehovah. It's such a powerful time to Jewish people that rabbis and Jewish scholars say that the devil cannot make an accusation against God's people on the Day of Atonement. Now, I want you to understand something. The Day of Atonement for Jewish people is going to be October 7th and 8th, but the Day of Atonement for you and I is every single solitary day. Because we're not waiting for an earthly priest to go behind the veil with the blood of a natural lamb. But let me tell you, there was a lamb that John called the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole earth. And his blood is before the Father right now. And because you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, you are now redeemed. So every day, every time that the Jews celebrate the Day of Atonement, they believe that the enemy can make no accusation against them. You better hear me today. You're sitting in this room and the devil has been trying to rail against you, but you need to remind the devil that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. He's been accusing you of your past. He's been accusing you of your problems. He's been accusing you of your failures, but you need to shut that joker up in the mighty name of the Lord. The Lord spoke to me. He said, you tell my people that this is the decade that they talk, but the devil has to shut up.
How many of you want to shut the devil up in your life, in your family, over your children? I need somebody to take a little praise break right now and let the devil know, devil, you got to shut up in my mind. You got to shut up about my children. You got to shut up about my next season. Hallelujah. I want you to keep talking faith. Hallelujah. I want you to keep declaring, declaring the things of the Lord. You got to open your pay, your mouth. Come on, somebody. This is the decade of declaration. The Lord spoke to me and he said, there's going to be three dimensions of declaration. He said in this speaking decade, he said, people are going to speak in three dimensions. Somebody say three dimensions. He said, they're going to open their mouth and they're going to look back. They're going to A in. Now remember, A in is what we just stepped out of. I know this is deep, but hang with me. We just stepped out of a in the decade of the 70s it means the eyes we just stepped out of the a and so you're going to a and you're going to look back at what the lord has already done you're going to look back at the last several years where the enemy tried to take you out where the enemy tried to defeat you you're going to look back at what god has already done and you're going to open your mouth and give him praise for his goodness that has already manifested in your life I dare somebody right now just take a second and give God praise for what he's already done in your life. Come on. Now, he didn't save you. He didn't deliver you. You just sit there. He didn't make a way for you. No, if he's been good to you, you need to open up your mouth and fill your mouth with wonder. Fill your mouth with praise. Fill your mouth with thanksgiving. The Lord said, people will rehearse my goodness. He said, in this decade, they will talk about where I brought them from. They will declare it. They will speak up about how good I am. I wonder, is there anybody here today that believes God's been good to you? Come on. He said, they're going to talk about what I have done. He said, but then they're going to talk about what I am doing. He said, they're going to speak in the past tense. He said, but they're going to open their pay and they're going to begin to open their mouth and talk about what I am doing that I am healing right now, that I am opening doors right now, that I am moving in ways they don't even see right now. Some of y'all need to open your mouth and begin to give God praise because you don't even know what God is doing for you right now. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor, I need a second to give God praise because he's moving for me right now. Yeah, right, right now, right now, right now. I want to praise him for what he's doing right now. That breath, he gave it to me. That breath, that breath, that breath I just took, he gave it to me. Hallelujah. That shout, he gave it to me. That job, he gave it to me. That opportunity, he gave it to me. Hallelujah. He's moving for me right now. He's directing my paths right now. My steps are ordered of the Lord right now. I, I'm going to praise him for what he's doing. You need to open your mouth and give God some kind of praise. Even if it's a whisper, you need to praise him. He said, they will praise me based on what I've done. He said, they will open their pay and they will declare that I'm moving now. He said, but they will find themselves in a radical place of praise. And they will open their mouths regardless of what their situation tries to dictate to them. They will open their mouths and begin to speak about my wondrous power that is to come in their life. They will praise me in advance knowing that I am working all things for their good. They will praise me. They will say it before they see it. They will praise 
praise me before it manifests. They will praise me based on what's to come. So if you don't think God's going to do anything for you, you go ahead and sit there. But if you believe that right now God is working for you and he's in your future making a way, praise him for what you feel like he's going to do. Hallelujah. 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 So we're going to have to talk a lot this decade. For some of y'all, that won't be a problem. Come on. We're going to have to speak a lot. We're going to have to declare things in this decade because this is the decade of declaration. Now, here's the deal. When we are coming to the end of our year, we're on the Gregorian calendar. Remember, 2,000 years ago, we changed to the Gregorian calendar. So we're on the Roman calendar. And on the Roman calendar, we're coming to the year 2020. But God's calendar is the Hebrew calendar, and we're moving into the year 5780. God never changed. He stayed with the Hebrew calendar. And I don't know about you, but I want to walk in sync with God's calendar. I want to know where I am on God's timeline. Now watch this. We're in the year 2019 and our calendar is winding down. We're coming to the end. But isn't it something when our calendar is winding out, winding down, God's calendar is just picking up. When we're getting to the end, God is only at the beginning. And the Lord spoke to me. He told me to tell you in this season, when you are at your end, God is only just beginning. When you've exhausted all your resources, all your dreams, when you're at the end of your business, end of your strategies, end of your money, end of your joy, end of your ministry, end of your ideas, end of your purpose, the Lord told me to tell you don't overreact because when you are at the end of yourself, you are only at the beginning of God. The enemy has told you you're at the end, but I've come to tell you you're at the beginning. God is about to show up and show out. The end of your, the end of you is the beginning of God. And this year is the year of the mouth, the decade of declaration. And I want you to begin to declare a few things with me. I want you to get in faith. We're going to open our mouths together and we're going to declare some things. Are you ready? If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. So say this after me. Number one, say this year. I declare everything God has promised for my life will manifest. Even if I am at my end, God is just beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a word for somebody. It ain't over. It's not over. It's not over with your children. It's not over with your purpose. It's not over with your destiny. It's not over. As we step into this new year on God's calendar, it's not over. It may be at the end of you, but it's the beginning of God. And it's time to line yourself up with God and say, God, even if I've exhausted everything I have, you are still more than enough. Somebody give God a praise right now if you're ready to tap into the everything of God. I said, are you ready to tap into the everything of God? Now, Rosh Hashanah translates into the English words head or crown of the year. The lesson is powerful because we are declaring this is the crown of the year. This is the head of the year. This is the top of the Jewish year. And we are putting God first afresh in our lives. We're saying, God, you're going to be first. See, God is preeminent. God is predates everyone. He's always been and he always will be. He doesn't have a beginning and he will never have an ending. There was never a time when there was 
wasn't God, there'll never be a time when there will not be God. God came first. He came before you. And I want to tell you, he's always going to be number one. God is cheap. He's not going to fit somewhere on your list. He's not going to be number three, number five, number seven. I'm going to put this for, no, God said you make me number one or you make me nothing. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I declare that this year you're putting God first. I declare he's not on your list. He's at the top. Now I want you to raise your hand and declare this after me say I declare as I put God first at the crown and head of this year he will crown my life with blessings breakthrough miracles fruitfulness and joy can you receive it can you believe it can you give God praise it's time I said it's time it's time for somebody to have a breakthrough it's time for somebody to step in the psalmist said no good thing will he withhold from those who walk up rightly it's time to believe it how many of y'all believe it in Jesus name okay on Rosh Hashanah, Jewish people eat round loaves of bread covered in raisins and dipped in honey. They also eat apples in honey. They dip the bread in honey rather than salt. And they do this believing for a good and sweet year. Wave at me if you're ready for a good and sweet year. Come on. I said wave at me if you're ready for that kind of sweet year where you say God is working in my life. Watch this. They pronounce in faith something called the Hertz blessing. They declare this in faith. May it be your will, this is what they speak at their gatherings, to renew us and grant us a good and sweet year. I just want to have somebody give God a praise if you're ready for a good and a sweet year. No, no, no. I mean a good and a sweet year. Not a survival year. Not a just get by year. I'm telling you, you don't settle for drama this year. Don't settle to just make it this year. This is going to be a sweet year. This is the year that you say, no, no, I'm not going to get caught up in your mess this time. You're not pulling me into your drama this time. You're going to have to have it without me. I told you about OPD, other people drama. Come on. My, my, my mother used to say, that's your little red wagon and you got to pull it. Come on, somebody. There's some people you tried to fix them for 20 years. You can't fix them, jokers. You just need to go ahead and shake it off and say, I'm going to have a sweet year. You can have drama if you want to, but not me. High five your neighbor and say, not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be a good year, a sweet year. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be sweet. Tell your neighbor, you're going to like me this year. Yeah, you're going to want to hang out with me this year. Yeah, I'm going to laugh this year. I'm telling jokes this year. You want to be around me this year. I'm going to be smiling, styling, and profiling this year. It's going to be good good this year. Yes, sir. I'm getting my swag back this year. Come on, somebody. I'm Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my hallelujah back. I'm going to have a sweet year. I'm going to have a good year. How many of you are ready for a blessed and a sweet year? So raise your hands if you're ready. Say, I declare by faith this year will not be filled with drama and bitterness this coming year will be filled and overflowing with the goodness of God and the sweetness of his peace-releasing presence. 
Somebody give the Lord a praise. You'll decree a thing now. I said, you'll decree a thing and it'll be established. Now, something else that Jewish people do, at the beginning of every year, they eat ram's head and fish heads, but not me. Y'all could do that if you want to, but I'm not eating ram's heads or fish heads. I'm eating chicken legs. Come on, somebody. I'm not eating ram's head. I'm, I'm not doing that. No, sir. No, that's not for me. But I am going to claim what the Jewish people claim. They eat this, and they eat this fish head and its ram heads, and this is an act of faith, and they link it to the promises of God. In Deuteronomy 28, 13, it says, I will make you the head... I will make you the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 20:18. I will make you the head and not the tail. It reminds them of their place and position in Jehovah. They eat the ram's head declaring, listen, I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I'm going to join there with Jesus. I'm going to finish on top and not on the bottom. Listen, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people sit around eating hater chips and drinking haterade. Come on, somebody, and eating hater tots, and they want you to stay down, but you don't stay defeated for anybody you don't stay depressed for anybody don't do don't, don't you stay beat down for anybody you got to shake that off and realize that he's gonna make you the head and not the tail some of y'all can't receive this but I'm receiving it with all I got who's ready to finish this next year on the top and not on the bottom so raise your hand and declare this after me say I declare that I am a child of God a joint heir with Jesus who walks in obedience to his word. And this year, I will finish on the top, not on the bottom. Now give God a praise. This is not gonna be a year of defeat. This is going to be a year of victory. Okay, I'm gonna speak it by faith. I said, this is not gonna be your year to be defeated. This is gonna be your year to be victorious. You'll be the head and not the tail. Your tormentors are gonna have to look at you and say, I told you you weren't gonna make it, but you're gonna walk in knowing that the Lord has blessed you beyond what your antagonizers thought was possible because you put God first and you shall be the head and not the tail. If you're gonna step into that with me, give God a praise. Mm. Now they do something at Rosh Hashanah during this time of year called the Tachlik. Tachlik, it literally means this, it's the casting off. And one of the ways they do this is they take literally pieces of bread and they go to somewhere where the water is running. They'll go to a river, to a brook. They'll even go to the ocean and they'll cast that bread. And what they want that bread to do, they want it to be carried away. They go to a place that is flowing with running water. If they can't access a place like that, they will get a water hose. And they will cast that bread and they'll get that water hose and they'll, they'll run that water hose until that bread flows away. And what they're saying here, what it symbolizes to them at Rosh Hashanah, is that they're taking nothing with them into their next year from last year. They're not taking drama with them. They're going to take nothing with them that robs them of freedom, victory, and joy. It's time to forgive everybody. These Jewish people, they forgive others, they forgive themselves, and they refuse to be bound by offense. I have three words for somebody today. Let it go. 
let it go. Don't you let your last season pollute your next season. Your future is bright. God is on your side. Let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Go. Some of y'all say, well, Pastor, I don't know what to do. If you got to get some bread, baby, get you some bread. Well, I don't even live close to the river. Good Lord. Go to the bathroom. Dump it in the commode and flush that last season in the name of Jesus and say bye bye. Bye to the drama. Bye to the heartache. Bye to the unforgiveness. Bye to the failure. Bye bye. Bye to the sin. Bye to the condemnation. It is time for you to shake it off and say I'm moving into the next season and I'm not going to be bound by it anymore. Somebody give God a praise in this decade of declaration. Raise your hands. Are you ready? Say, I declare that God loves me and God desires me to be free on this Rosh Hashanah and that God releases freedom in my life. I release every offense, every sin, every failure. I forgive myself and I forgive others. If this is your year of freedom, go ahead and praise the Lord for it. Come on, you by live stream. You watching by TV, if this is your year of freedom, go ahead and praise the Lord for it. Now you gotta let the baggage go. Now something else that the Jewish people do, they eat pomegranates at this time of the year. Now pomegranates are sweet fruit and they're, they're full of seeds. And the Jewish people ask God for their good deeds to be as numerous as the seeds in the pomegranate. They say, I'm gonna do good things this year. I wonder if there's anybody ready in this coming year to do all the good you can to all the people you can. Come on, make a little noise if you want to do some good things this year. We're, we're doing this, this campaign where the church is leaving the building. This is a time when I want good people to do good things. Honey, there's so much drama on social media. There's so much drama on the news. There's so much drama in the world. Let me tell you, the church needs to rise up and just do good. Just keep doing good. Just keep being good. And praise the Lord for his goodness in your life. So I want you to do good things. Be kind to one another. Be kind to folks. Be good to people. But pomegranates in the Bible also symbolize wealth. Come on now. They symbolize abundance. They symbolize joy. It's so strong. The Jewish embrace this so intensely that they eat also a carrot dish called timus. And in the Yiddish word, it's the word menin. And the dish is named menin in Yiddish, which means uh, both carrot and increase. So they sit there eating that carrot dish and they eat pomegranates. And they're saying in faith, this is going to be the year that God supplies me with more than enough. This is going to be the year that I don't just have enough to get my hair done. I'm just believing for enough to pay the light bill and get my hair done. Come on, God is bigger than that. I said he's bigger than just getting your new hair or your weave. Come on, if you can't achieve it, weave it. Come on, somebody. If you can't do it, glue it. Can I get a witness up in here? Do what you got, man. Work what you got. I, I tell people all the time, but man, if you got to paint it, paint it. If you got to lift it, lift it. If you got to, whatever you got to do, look as good as you can be good. Glory to God. I'm so glad that my, when I grew up, women weren't supposed to wear makeup. They could, you, it was just a, such bondage. You couldn't wear earrings. And finally, my dad got over that. I said, what happened, dad? He said, every old barn looks good with a coat of paint on it, son. We got to let them. 
I'm telling you, don't you, don't you get in this mindset that I'm just going to get by. I want you to begin to get in a mindset that God is going to supply over and above everything you need. I say that this is a year of increase. I say that Calvary Christian Center is going to increase. I say every campus is going to increase. And I say you're going to increase at your home. I want you to raise your hands and declare this after me. Say, I declare on this Rosh Hashanah that as a child of a good God, I will do good deeds. And this year, as I honor God, he will release wealth, abundance, increase, and joy. Now, I need somebody who believes it. Give God a shout of praise. Glory, glory, glory. This is a year of more than enough. Somebody give God praise if you believe him for more than enough. Something else the Jews would do at this Rosh Hashanah time, they would eat something they call new fruit. It was the fruit that had been ripened from a new season that they haven't tasted yet. It's a fruit that they hadn't eaten yet. It's new fruit. Tell your neighbor new fruit. Yeah, the symbolism is powerful. They eat this new fruit and they're declaring that it's a new season and they will bear new fruit. They said they're going to taste things they haven't tasted before. They're going to see things they haven't seen before. They're going to go where they've never been before. They're going to have what they never had before. It's a new season, new fruit, new things. Some of y'all have been bound up in an old season, old fruit, old things. But God brought me here on this Rosh Hashanah season to tell you that it is time for you to step out of the old and step into the new. You're going to experience things you've never tasted. You're going to experience things you've never seen. Push your neighbor and say surprise. Yeah, I see surprises coming to pass in your life. I see surprises. You're going to be surprised by the opportunity. You're going to be surprised by the relationship. You're going to be surprised by the open door. You're going to be surprised by the breakthrough. It's going to come so fast. It's going to surprise you. There's going to be things that are happening in your life. You didn't pray about it. You didn't fast about it. You didn't believe for it. You didn't confess it. But God said, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of a man the things that the Lord has prepared for those who love him. I dare somebody right now who's ready for a surprise season. I mean, you're just going to be chilling like a villain on penicillin. You're going to be walking down the road and all of a sudden, everything you need will manifest and you'll say, God, I didn't even know I needed that. I didn't even know I needed that door. I didn't even know I needed that relationship. It's a new season. Give God a shout of praise. Are you ready for a new thing? Raise up your hands and declare this after me. Say, I declare. As I honor God on this Rosh Hashanah, that I will step in to new seasons of new fruitfulness and be surprised by the goodness of my God. Now take a little praise break right there like you receive it. Stop acting like you know what God is going to do in your life and go ahead and give him praise that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, one of the things y'all be seated, I got to say on this, I'm just feeling breakthrough all over this house. 
Jewish people are meticulous record keepers and date keepers. And I love this. I'm actually going to be in Jerusalem here in the next few weeks. I'm going to be preaching to you from Jerusalem. Come on. I'm going to be standing on Scopius, and I'll be able to point out, right on Scopius, I'll look down and I'll say, there's the Garden of Gethsemane, there's Golgotha, there's where the Temple Mount is, and I'm going to be preaching right there, live from Jerusalem. That's a Sunday you don't want to miss. How many of you are excited about that Sunday? It's going to be incredible. That'll be our time change Sunday. But watch this. Jewish people are meticulous about keeping uh, data and records and, and dates. And they're very careful to, to pass these things down in written and oral traditions. And they pass it from generation to generation. And here's what I want you to understand. They, they're so careful about this. And Jewish scholars believe that the day God created Adam and Eve actually fell on Rosh Hashanah. They believed that when man arrived on the earth, this is what Hebrew scholars believe, they believed that this was the date of Rosh Hashanah. And as I was studying this, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, declare over the next 12 months, tell my people to get ready to experience my creative power working in their life. Oh, if you get this. See, God by his very nature is a creator. The Bible said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. There are many names for God, but the first time we see him show up on the canvas of eternity, he shows up as the name Elohim. Not Jehovah, not Yahweh, not even El Shaddai, but Elohim. Elohim is the creative name of God. And you can't honor God without honoring him as creator. Elohim could be defined simply as this. The God who who makes something out of nothing. You see, we need something to make something. If you give me material, I can have somebody build you a house because I'm not a builder, house builder. Come on, somebody. If you give me the ingredients for a cake, I, we can make a cake. We need something to make something, but God is so awesome. God is so big. God is so majestic and so miraculous that God starts with nothing and makes everything. Come on. God doesn't need anything to make everything. And I declare that this year you're going to see the creative power of God at work in your life. This year God will create opportunities. He will create open doors. He will create he will create right relationships. He will create new seasons. I need somebody who wants to see God's creative work in your life. Take about 10 seconds and give him a praise right now. Just, just give him a little praise. He'll, he'll, he'll create it. He'll create it. He'll create it. You don't have it. You can't manufacture it. You can't do it. You don't have the material or the resources. But God is about to, he's about to create it. Hallelujah. It's about to manifest. So raise your hands and declare this after me. Say, this year, I declare, I will see the creative power of God manifest in my life what I do not have and what I cannot create. My creator God has, can, and is able to create. Somebody give God praise right now for what he's gonna create for you this year. Come on, he can create kidneys. 
He can create liver. He can create a new heart. He can create right opportunities. He can create right doors. He can create divine connections. Some of y'all are sitting there and you just, already you are somewhere else. You put your phone out and you on Facebook, but there's about 92% of y'all in here that's saying, God, I believe that you can create in the next season what I cannot create for myself. I dare you right now, give God some glory for what he's going to create. Hallelujah. He'll create that job. He'll create that slot. I hear the Lord say, get ready for jobs to open up. They didn't even have a position for it this year, but they gonna get, it's going to get created because God's about to open up a thing that the devil can't even shut because it's your season to walk in the new of the Lord. Somebody say, do it, Lord. Somebody say, do it, Lord. And now give him praise. Now, Jewish scholars also believe that this was the time of miraculous conceptions. They believed that Sarah, Rachel, and Hannah all conceived on Rosh Hashanah. They believe that's because of the tone of the text when they read it. They believe that, that, that the, when the Lord began to speak, it was, it was the language that he used to talk about also Rosh Hashanah or the Jewish New Year. The Bible says the Lord remembered Rachel. The Lord said he visited Hannah. He visited Sarah. How many of you want this year for the Lord to remember you? How many of you want the Lord to visit you? Come on, somebody. So I want to get in faith this year and tell you that this, this is a time of birthing. So raise up your hands and declare this after me. Say, this year. This year. Say it out loud. Say, this year. this year. I declare God remembers me and God visits me. I supernaturally conceive and give birth to every miracle he has ordered for my life. Somebody give God praise. Come on, I'm almost done. I got two more, but I need to tell somebody the barren season is over. Dry seasons are over. Dry seasons are over. Dry seasons are over. Dry seasons are over. Barren seasons are over. You've been working and not getting nothing. You've been toiling and not seeing it, but God said, dry seasons are over. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Now, 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 God's going to remember your family. He's going to remember your children. He's going to remember your life. Praise the Lord. But here's what Jewish scholars also believe. They believe that, that Joseph was released from prison on Rosh Hashanah. Now, this is powerful. I wrote a book called Dream Killers. If you haven't, you haven't read it, you ought to get it. It's all about the life of Joseph. But you remember Joseph. Joseph had a dream, and he dreamed of the palace, but he winds up in the pit. What do you do when you have palace dreams but pit realities? where the real people at what do you do when you know god has promised you a palace but you are living in a pit see there's some of y'all y'all been decorating your pit some of y'all got you got a picture hung in your pit some of y'all got a lazy boy up in there and you put a big screen tv because you think you're gonna stay in your pit some of y'all even put a refrigerator in your pit come on somebody because you're there to stay but jim Rayleigh dropped by to tell you don't be decorating your pit i 
I drop by to let somebody know the pit ain't it. Tell your neighbor, say the pit ain't it. Yeah, it's part of the process. We all go through pit days, but the pit ain't it. Stop acting like you're gonna stay in the pit. Stop acting like you're gonna stay depressed, stay doubtful, stay broke, stay messed up, stay jacked up. Push somebody and say the pit ain't, ain't it. Oh, y'all help me, Holy Ghost. Prison ain't it. Potiphar's house ain't it. God said the palace. But the problem was David uh, or Joseph was a little, he had a little attitude problem. Not, not, not like you, but certainly like your neighbor. Come on, somebody. If he would have got to the palace too soon, he would have strutted around. Come on. He would have acted like it was all him. But after God took him through the process, there was nothing about Joseph that could boast. And there was nothing about Joseph that could brag. All he could do was give God all the glory because he knew that he started out in a pit but God took him all the way to the promise. I don't know who I'm talking to but God's about to take you out of the pits that have been drawing you back in and you're going to walk into the fullness of his promise in your life. Isn't it something that Joseph is in the pit? Study your Bible. He's in the pit and there was one of his brothers that said raise him up and bring him out. One of his brothers called him out of the pit. It wasn't Dan. It wasn't Beersheba. It wasn't even Reuben that said raise him up. The one that said raise him up and bring him out was a boy named Judah. His brother Judah said raise him up and bring him out. You know what Judah means? Judah means praise. He never got out of the pit until praise raised him up and brought him out. And some of y'all been sitting in your pit and you think you're going to get out of your pit by yourself. But until you get a little Judah in your mouth, you're going to have to stay right where you are. But if you'll begin to open your mouth and give God praise, you'll praise your way right out of that pit. I I'm going to praise my way out this year. I'm praising my way out of doubt. I'm praising my way out of depression. I'm praising my way out of fear. Somebody give God a praise and let the devil know I'm not staying in the pit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Raise your hands and declare this after me. Say, I declare. Shout it out. Say, this year is my year of freedom. I will not be bound in my life in my mind, in my destiny. This year, this year, this year, this year, this year, this year, Jesus sets me free from all bondage. Give God a praise. You will decree a thing and it will be established. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Give God a praise. Glory to God. 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 I'm coming out this year. Call those things. Call those things. Call those things that be not as though they are. Get out of your feelings. Come on, get out of how you feel. Begin to call those things. The word call in the Greek, it means to invite and to receive. I'm inviting this season. I'm receiving it by faith. Last thing, last thing. Jewish scholars believe that Noah set forth the dove from the ark and the dove found rest for the sole of his foot. 
They believe this happened on Rosh Hashanah. But check this out. Remember earlier, Noah sent forth the raven, and the raven didn't return. Why didn't the raven return? Watch this. Because the raven lives on the flesh. Everything outside that ark was dead. So that raven went and was feasting on the flesh. So he never returned because he lived on the flesh. And see, there are many churches. They're being led by the flesh. They're eating the flesh. Come on. You never hear them preach actual holiness. Come on, somebody. They won't take on the issues. They don't give altar calls. They won't talk about the blood. They don't want people to worship. They don't allow the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's called the flesh. Y'all ain't shouting now, but I'll preach whether you shout or not. We don't set any standards anymore because it's the flesh. And let me tell you something. A raven-led revival, it's going to be all about the flesh. But then he sends forth the dove. And the first time he sent forth the dove, the Bible said that the dove returned because he could find no rest for the sole of his foot. What happened? That dove was flying over the earth, and he was looking for a place to rest the sole of his foot, but he could find no place because the earth was occupied with other things. The earth was filled with water. The earth was occupied. It was filled up. There was no rest for the sole of its foot. So he went back from whence he came. He came back into the ark. Now, we all understand this. has been in church a while. The dove is an emblem of the Holy Spirit. Anytime we talk about the dove, we talk about the Holy Spirit. That's the strongest emblem for the Holy Spirit. It's the dove. Now watch this. I believe that the Lord, God himself, has sent forth the dove, the heavenly dove. Now watch this. That's the Holy Spirit. And the first time we see the Spirit show up on the canvas of eternity, the Bible said, and the Spirit moved. The Spirit moved. The word move there is a word that is very powerful in the Hebrew. It means to hover. It means to flutter. <laughs> like a dove. Like a dove. Like a bird. It means to hover, to flutter, and to brood. And what happened was this. In, in, the, in the Old Testament, Noah sent forth that dove, and he hovered, and he fluttered, and he brooded, but he found no rest for the sole of his foot. So he went back to where he came from. And in the same way, today the, whole, the Lord has sent forth the heavenly dove. He's been over churches. If you could have heard it in the spirit, you would have heard his wings fluttering against the stained glass windows. Come on, somebody. They have the best worship than money can buy. They have the best music than money can buy. They've got room for their announcements. They've got room for their agenda. And the dove is hovering, and he's fluttering, and he's brooding, but he finds no rest for the sole of his foot. Yeah, yeah, they've got room for their announcements. They've got room for their preacher to say his thing. They've got room for their for their thing to happen. They've they, they got all that room, but there's no room for the dove to rest the sole of his foot. He hovered, he fluttered, and he brooded, but he left those churches, and he left those families, and he left those life because there was no room. I'm occupied with my thing, my job, my money, my agenda, my relationship, my thing, my social media. I have no room 
room for the dove to rest the sole of his foot. But then on Rosh Hashanah, the Bible said that he sent, two verses later, he sends forth the dove again. And the dove found rest for the sole of his foot. And he brought back an olive branch in his mouth. When I was reading this, preparing this, and studying this, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, tell my people that this is the year. The dove is not going to hover. He's not going to flutter. And the dove is not going to brood. He said, this year, get ready. The dove is about to land in your house. He's about to land on your family. He's about to land on your children. He's been hovering and fluttering and brooding over that son, but he's going to land in the next 12 months over that boy, and that boy is going to be everything God called him to be. He's about to land over your money. He's about to land over your family. He's about to land in your church. Revival's coming to America. There are some churches that are going to shake off tradition and shake off going through the motion and say, Dove, don't you hover, don't you flutter, don't you brood, but land in the mighty name of Jesus, I need somebody to give God a shout if you're ready. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say you just sit there if you want to, but I gotta give God praise. Say the dove is landing this year. He's landing in my family. He's landing over my children. Oh, he's landing in my life. Landing in my church. Hallelujah. Now if you received all these and we declared one, two, three, give God a crazy praise right now. I said give him a shout like you believe it. You decree things that will be established. You can be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Don't you know the devil is upset, the devil is uptight, the devil is mad, but I am glad because there's something you gotta know. I can talk, but devil, you gotta shut up. I can speak, but this is your time to keep quiet. The Lord is on my side. I am atoned for. The sin of my past is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And what I decree in the will and plan and mind of God, it shall come to pass. Here's what I hear. I want you to raise your hands and say this. Say, I declare on this Rosh Hashanah, the dove doesn't hover, flutter, and brood over my life. This year, this year, the dove lands on my life like never before. Now give him praise like you believe it. Give him praise like you believe it. When I was preparing this, and I know that I've gone a little over time today, but your neighbor sure did need it. I'll tell you that. This, what's, this is what the Lord said to me. He said, this year the dove lands and breakthroughs will be dove delivered. In other words, you'll have to give God glory. I want God to move in such a way where I can't help but say, that was God. But you've got to shake off your attitude, shake off your fear, shake off your doubt, and realize in hard seasons, God is taking you through what he said he would take you through 
to get you where you, he said you would be. He'll do it. If you would like to be part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.